All right, grab your Bibles, okay? We're going to get into the scriptures today. We're starting off a brand new uh, series, and uh, we're excited for this. And so if you could right now grab it and turn to Colossians chapter 1. going to be looking at a couple of different places, but Colossians uh, 1 verse 17 is uh, the verse we're going to springboard off of here uh, this morning. Now, uh, you and I, we all know uh, what it's like to, to witness something, to see something, to experience something, and have our, our minds blown, right? I mean, even as I say that, maybe you're picturing that emoji of the, you know, the mind-blown emoji. You've sent that, you've received it, you've seen it, of course. Uh, you think about all kinds of examples in life, like, like going to the Grand Canyon, we were in Arizona a couple of years ago and uh, failed to get to the Grand Canyon. We were just kind of thinking about that uh, the other day, Ange and I. Uh, but some of you have been there and you know what it's like. You go in, you take it and it's so vast. It is, it is so massive that you're just, you're, you're kind of in shock as you, as you view this and, and take it all in. Uh, some of us uh, have had the privilege of witnessing the miracle of birth. You go through that. I remember... Uh, when my son Wyatt was born, uh, our daughter Karis as well, you, 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 you take that in, you absorb that, and it is, it is certainly a mind-blowing uh, experience. But then there's a million, of, a million other, you know, smaller things than that even that we tend to be, you know, fired up about and blown away uh, for. I mean, I mean, some of us are like car guys. It's, it's not me as much, but maybe you've been to the auto show, and that for you is like, man, I go there and I see, you know, I just heard there's a new Bugatti that's being released. It's like $18 million, most expensive car ever. And you, you see that and you just think, this is, this is wild. My mind is blown at this, at this car and how incredible it really is. Now, um, you and I, again, we've experienced these kinds of jaw-dropping moments like these where it just kind of, it, it ignites something within us, right? Our, our passion, our, our sense of, of wow, where we are astounded. We're astounded by these things. Now, the, the guys in our, our Thursday morning men's group um, will, you know, we're, we're, we're looking through the book um, by Paul Tripp called Awe, okay? and, and, and those of you who are in it will, will recognize that I'm, I'm drawing some inspiration for this series here from, from that book. And, and when I say that our, our hearts, okay, deep in our hearts, we all, we all struggle with being astounded by, by things that in, invariably become idolatrous, right, and, and cause Harm, cause us harm, cause other people harm, uh, can, can, can create a strain on our relationship with God. I mean, you think about things like money, right? Some of us, some of us are astounded or in awe of money, right? It has, it has gripped our hearts and we want it and, and, and we feel amazing when we have lots of it and we feel down or depressed when we don't have lots of it. It's, it's money, it's things like power. Some of us have that awe of power. We want it, we crave it. I think sex is an obvious one uh, in our world and in our lives. We're very much astounded by that. We're, some of us are astounded by something like control. We want to control our lives or people. We, we're astounded by the idea of acceptance. I just, I, I want people to like me. I want to be accepted by people. And, and the whole concept of, of being accepted is something that I am astounded by. And I, and I pursue it. You know, the way out of of really any of these pitfalls for us is what this new series is all about. It's to be astounded by God more than anything else. When we are truly blown away, as we've been talking about here, by, by, by him, 
what that does, as that is real and as that takes root in our hearts, what that does is, is that begins to loosen the, 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 the grip and begin to really tear down those, those other things that, that we're astounded by and tend to be shaken by and consumed by, right? All of those other idols that have captured our hearts. Okay, so to get ourselves more to that point where we're astounded by God, what we're going to do is we're going to look at his attributes today. We're going to look at one of them today and his attributes throughout this next series. We're going to examine a little more closely here just what kind of God the Bible says that you and I are dealing with. What exactly is he like? What is he like? Uh, many of us, we have a, a general sense, but some of, some of our sense of what he is like is, is actually kind of skewed and warped and sometimes even straight up wrong. Okay, so, so with all of that said, here is our, our, our big idea today. It's this, it's that I am astounded as I consider that God is infinite, okay, infinite. And for this, again, like I said, we're going to be looking at Colossians 1 verse, uh, verse 17. And so if you're there, uh, just read this verse for me. Now, this verse comes in the middle of a, of a profound passage on the awesomeness of Jesus Christ and how Jesus is God, right? We want to be astounded by God. We want to be astounded by Christ. And certainly he is worthy of that. Well, here's what verse 17 says. It says, and he is before all things. He's before all things, and in him all things hold together. Now, the last kind of half of that verse there, that last part, is really a reference to God's sovereignty, is it not? Right? It's a reference to how God is, he's, he's, he's actually in control of, of all things. He, he keeps the entire cosmos, right? The, the whole universe, the heavens and the earth. He keeps them. If you think about it, according to this verse, from completely disintegrating, right? From, from completely falling apart and ceasing to exist, right? You and I, we, we got up today, you know, we're, we're watching this and that is because God is in control. If he, if he stopped being in control, if he stopped being sovereign, you and I, our, our atoms would split, they would, they, we would implode, we would explode. I don't know, we would do something, but we, we, we wouldn't be here anymore. Okay, we wouldn't. And that is because God is, is holding all things together. Okay, which is incredible. And I mean, we could spend, you know, the next while here kind of diving more into all of that. And as, and as great as it would be to do that, really what we're here to kind of focus on this morning is the first part of that verse. Okay, that Jesus, again, who is God, is, notice, before all things. Okay, so this speaks to how, how he is an infinite being. Okay, Jesus, God, infinite being. Now, the reality that, that God is infinite is, is likely, or admittedly, like the hardest of all the attributes to, to kind of wrap our, our minds around. Because it's, at the end of the day, it's impossible as, as finite, limited beings that we are as, as humans, it, it's really impossible for us to completely understand and grasp God. What we try to do, though, is we try to, and it's actually a good thing to try to, we'll get into that in a second, but we often try to put God in a box so that we understand him and, and feel some measure of, of kind of control over all of that. But at the end of the day, we're, we're finite beings dealing with a, an infinite God. 
And again, like I said, it is good, though, <laughs> to try, to try and understand, to, to, to stretch our minds and our hearts and our, our understanding of these things, okay? And so this first thing here, as we kind of understand that God is an infinite being, what, what, we're, what we mean by that is that he is, he is self-existing, God is self-existing. He is, he is without origin, okay? meaning that he always was and he always will be. Okay? God has no beginning. He had no beginning. He has no end. Okay? So again, he is infinite in, in his existence as a spiritual being. Again, that's, that's a concept that's amazing. It's awesome. And we won't completely... Uh, understand. But notice what Revelation uh, 1 verse 8 says. It says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come. Okay? The Almighty, it says. He who is, who was, and who is to come. How about Isaiah 40 verse 28? The first part of that verse says, have you not known, have you not heard? The Lord is the, notice, everlasting God the creator of the ends of the earth. Okay, so again, he is infinite in, in that he is self-existing uh, without origin. There is no one, there is no thing, no being who is above God, who, who came up with the idea of God and then created him, who made him. There, there's no being above him, greater, more powerful, stronger, anything that could, all, that could bring him to an end either. Again, self-existing without origin. That's kind of the first thing to understand as we think about that, the fact that God is infinite. Second, that God is infinite is to say really that he is limitless. He is limitless. He is not bound by, by certain things that you and I are, like, like time okay? and, and space. He exists outside of, of those two realities. Okay? He's unlimited. He's, he's infinite in in things like his wisdom, right? We just spent a number of weeks going through uh, the Proverbs and, and that, that wisdom series. He's infinite in his wisdom. He's infinite in his power. When you think about it, he's infinite in his, in his love and in his mercies. He's infinite in his, in his grace uh, as well. And, and, and all of these kinds of qualities, okay, he, is, he is both measureless and, and boundless. Okay, but they're they're even more, okay? When you, when you consider all of that, in that, in that he's, he actually is these things as well. The, these qualities, the ones that I just gave an example of there, they, they make up his essential nature, his, his character, okay? And, and this is where our, 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 our ability to, our, you know, our natural mental ability to just kind of comprehend begins to strain under the process or under the pressure of trying to process uh, all of this. Okay, like for example, naturally, when you and I consider something like power, okay, power, that topic alone, okay, we automatically evaluate and experience the idea of, of, of power uh, with limits, right? with, with limitations, with, with, with guardrails. Okay, I mentioned the auto show. Again, some of us are, are, are car guys or truck guys, like even the most, you know, even, even the most powerful supercar of all time has a top speed, right? It gets to the point where you cannot press that pedal down any further. It cannot go any faster, 
Or you think about the, the strongest or, or the fittest person on earth. Okay, it can be very impressive, but, but even they can only squat so much weight. You put a, a couple more plates on, on the bar and, and, and they, they, they're not getting that off the ground. Okay, but God is, is unlimited in, in that he possesses infinite power. And because by nature he actually is power, he can never run out of it. Never at any point. In fact, he never even drops, think about it. He never even drops from 100% power to 99% power. Like your phone does. If you were to check your phone right now, it's probably already lost some percentage of power, even though, well, the time that I'm preaching this, it's, it's morning, okay? Isaiah 40 verse Verse 28, I, I read the first part of the verse earlier. Here's what the second part says. It says, he does not faint or grow weary. That's a mind-boggling line. He does not faint or grow weary. He doesn't run out of power. He doesn't get tired, never, at any point. Now, you start to apply that same thinking, that same kind of realization here to, you know, his infinite Love, all his other characteristics, his mercy, his, his grace, his wisdom, right? And you start to think about that he never runs out of those things. That's when, you know, that's when smoke starts to come out of our ears a little bit here as, as, as our cognitive capabilities are just redlining, right? The gears are grinding a little bit. But hey, listen, don't, don't be afraid of that. That's actually a really good thing. Right? It's actually critical for you and I as believers to, to realize that you can't fully absorb the complexities of, of this attribute of God. Okay? But, but to try to anyways is, is so healthy and good for us because it begins to show us here that God is just so much grander, so much greater than, than anything. Right? It's, it's not even close, which is, which is what helps you and I in our in our struggles, right? As we tend to be, you know, easily astounded by, by things that fall so far short of his greatness, right? Or, or things that, that are meant to, like the Grand Canyon, meant to, to point us towards his greatness, right? We, we, get, we get so fixated on the, on the creation sometimes and, and forget that those things are given to us by God to, to tell us something of him, to point to our creator, Right? We're prone to look for ultimate hope and, and, and meaning and, and, and satisfaction from, you know, from all kinds of things in, in this created world that are frankly limited and infinite and, and were never intended to give us the things that we're trying to glean and, 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 and squeeze out of them. Where if we continue to go down that road and try to, 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 to be astounded and fully satisfied by something like money or sex or what have you, we end up just finding ourselves at some point in life, deep down, being left, left shaken by their, by their limitations to be able to satisfy us. Not to mention our own limitations in all of that, our inability to, to make them satisfy us. Okay, but I... I love this quote from A.W. Tozer, and we'll get this on the screen for you, I think, here, but I love it. It says, how completely satisfying to turn from our limitations to a God who has none. 
I think that is the, the crux of it here. Okay, so listen, listen, as, as you assess your various personal human limitations, as that becomes more clear to you as, as you grow, a couple of examples, maybe for you it's, it's felt in that desire to, to control the circumstances in your life, but, but realizing that you ultimately can't. And, and, and for you, that leads you to just be anxious. Maybe it leads you to be depressed or, or, or angry. Maybe that's for you. Maybe for you, it's the limitation that you recognize in yourself as, as a single person, right? And trying to you know, find a, a spouse, a, a godly spouse. And it's that ache of, of, of loneliness that, that feels so acute as, as, as you realize your limitations in, in procuring that. Maybe for you, it's, it's that inability that, that you sense as you're trying to reach a wayward child. You're trying to get through them. You're trying to help them understand. You're, you're trying to show them that you love them or that, or that the direction that they're going in is, is only damaging and, and yet you're, you're, you're finding those efforts futile. Listen, our limits are painfully clear at times. But again, our God is, is not limited. Right? He is infinite. And allow your heart and, and allow your mind to, to be blown away. And again, the word is astounded, right? Astounded by, by how truly great he is. Right? Turn to that God today. Again, as Tozer says, be satisfied to, to, to turn from your limitations to the God who has none, right? T- turn to him. And perhaps for you, that would be for the first time ever. Turn to, to this, this infinite God who has infinite love for you, right? Who has, has, has gone through a horrible series of events that we look at on, on Good Friday and Easter. He went to the cross. He died and he, and he did that for you to, to show you his love, to show you that he is enough to, to bring you into a relationship with your maker. He paid the penalty that you deserve to pay, which is death. And that is because our sin, we're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God, but God's love is infinite and can cover that. And he has proven that through what he did on the cross and through his resurrection. I would just encourage you. I would challenge you. I would urge you to turn to this, to turn to this God. Confess your sin. Confess your limitations. Confess your brokenness, your shame, all of it. Bring it to him. He is a good God and he loves you more than then you will ever fully be able to comprehend. But I trust that you can comprehend some of it even now. Turn to him, embrace him as Lord, trust him today. Listen, this is what we talk about at our church. It's every week getting together and reminding ourselves of how awesome our God is. And that's the point of this series. So many of us have, have come into this service today. You're watching this video and, and, and you've been astounded by all kinds of things and they're all falling short in your life. They really are. Maybe you're, 
you're sensing that you're an angry person or, or you are stressed out all the time. All of that is because at some, in some way you're astounded by something that you can't get or that you are reaching out for and, and exhausting yourself to try and procure, but you were not created to have those things satisfy you. Only an astounding God can. And so again, this is where we're going to be headed over the next number of weeks throughout the, the rest of the summer, actually, just looking at different components of our God and seeking to have our minds blown away here so that everything else in life falls underneath and in its proper place under the greatness of our God. So I want to pray for you. And then I've got just a brief family chat that we want to share with you uh, right after that. But why don't you join me uh, as I pray. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we thank you that you are greater than we often uh, give you credit for. Lord, I pray that you would forgive us for the ways that we know better, but we still just allow ourselves to be astounded by, by things that sometimes just downright hurt us and hurt other people and and go against what you've called us to. Lord, so we so easily get astounded by, by things that you have created to uh, be a, basically a, a conduit to us understanding your greatness and how awesome you are. And so, Lord, I, I pray that you would turn our hearts to these things. I pray that anybody who is anxious, who is worried, who is fearful, anyone struggling and wrestling right now would, would come away through our time together today and and throughout the next couple of months as we work through uh, the attributes of God, Lord, coming away with a more accurate, more, more biblical understanding of who you are in a way that actually changes our lives, actually changes our, the way we think and the way that we live, changes our emotions, changes the decisions that we make, Lord, and, and makes us deeper, deeper worshipers. And so, Lord, as we think about these things, we give this time to you and Pray that you would be glorified and honored in all of it. And it's in Christ's name we pray these things. Amen.